everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Consider with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. I wanted to start out by apologizing to our besties because I feel like I, I sound like the kid from the Puffs commercial. Oh, no. You oh, I fully do. I had a cold in Tuesday's episode, but I kind of like powered through and just, yeah. you know, when you're feeling better, but somehow you sound worse, you know? Yeah. You know that feeling? That was me, but it was because I didn't sleep after listening to the Taylor Swift album. <laughs> yeah. No, this one was not necessarily self-inflicted. Or was it? Who's to say? Well, who's to say? You know what I actually thought you were going to bring up was that in our 50th episode, it was actually our 51st episode and we didn't count correctly. Oh, we're going to tell them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to tell them when we fuck up? We need to be honest with them, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It if was, they're our besties, um, we should be honest. That's it was fair. our 51st. We, it we didn't was. think anyone we was going to count. But um, miscounted. Did someone say something? No one said anything. I said so you're something. outing us without anybody noticing. Yeah, I just <laughs> I wanted to get ahead of this, get ahead of the press on it. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's like, going to the papers on Friday. Yeah. Oh, headline, headline news. <laughs> extra, extra. Girlies lie about the fiftieth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes counting is hard for us. You know, we never said that we were good at math. No, we didn't. At what point did we say that that was our strength here? We know a lot about Gilmore Girls. Yes. Maybe if we would have done better in math, maybe we would be doing something else now. Quite possible. Quite possible. (laughs) You find what's meant for you. Yeah. Speaking of numbers. You called our numbers. Yeah, you called our numbers. So we are I guess here our to number. play some what yeah, our our digits. Yeah. Um so we're here to play some voicemails, which I'm really excited about. The first one that we're sharing is kind of unique to us because usually we will play voicemails that are really in the form of a question. But the reason this voicemail captivated us so much is because it's a really, really interesting story to share that is then followed up by kind of an unrelated question. So let's hear from our bestie, Jen. Hey, besties. It's Jen, your friend. Hey, I want to preface this conversation by letting you know that I'm an older listener. I am 53. I've watched Gilmore Girls forever, it seems, and always am watching it at some point in the day. But I wanted to just mention something that you may or may not be aware of. So Sam Phillips, who writes that awesome score for Gilmore Girls, was formerly Leslie Phillips. And back in the day when it was the 80s and I was a teenager, I listened to Christian contemporary music. And she sang all these awesome songs. And I believe I met her once at a concert. Um, So it was super – her music is still meaningful to me as Leslie, but she's awesome as Sam. Just wanted to point that out. And then one last thing, I would love to hear your guys's uh, like hot takes on these three characters, Paris, Michelle, and Kirk. Like it'd be great to even flesh out like what are their best lines or best scenes and moments because I think they are all phenomenal characters. Hey, keep doing what you're doing. You bring joy just by being who you are. Thanks a lot. Jen, Jen. I'm going to cry. I know, literally. My new favorite person. <laughs> been struggling lately and Jen like healed something inside of me (laughs) oh my god I hi Jen I'm so glad you're here oh my god also that's not old Jen I know and also you have such a youthful energy to you like in her voice she just has a very like youthful soothing energy I love it so much we love Jen Jen what an amazing story first of all I too also when I was younger listened to like contemporary Christian rock because I was raised in a Christian home so totally understand kind of knowing those like niche artists did Lane ever get to listen to Christian rock 
I wonder. I don't know. I think she has to mention it at some point. I right? wonder. Probably but not. But how <laughs> insane. I did not realize that about Sam no, Phillips. That she was neither. once Leslie Phillips. And that she had like a whole different brand of music yeah. to her. A whole different career before. Yeah. A whole different life. I love life. that. I loved. So we just wanted to share that story that Jen shared with us because I think that's so cool. But her follow-up question was about Paris, Michelle, and Kirk, who are three. Three huge characters. Amazing and huge characters. We do have an episode already about Paris. Paris, Paris is, is thriving. thriving. Do you have any like hot takes about her? I can't really remember if there was any like hot takes from that that we well, said. Well, I think one of our hot takes was that Paris got the storyline that we wanted for Rory. Yeah. That was, I think, our maybe not like a hot take, but just kind it of like... It might be hot, but it's very popular. Yeah. It's a pretty popular opinion that Paris ended up getting the storyline that we wished for Rory in a lot yeah. of different ways. Even though Maybe we as an audience were kind of made to feel like Rory was getting Paris's storyline because she got into all three Ivy League schools that yeah. Paris wanted to get into. Maybe a hot take is that like no one would tolerate someone as mean as Paris. Like I think that a lot of people put up with her and I feel like a lot less people actually would. There'd be a lot more barriers for someone with a personality like Paris. Not that there should be. Sure. You know, because she's classically like the man by Taylor Swift. But like, I feel like maybe in real life, Paris would have a much harder time than she actually did. Yeah, that's valid. She's a bit mean. (laughs) Can I tell you my favorite Paris Geller line? What is it? It's in season four. When she comes inside, it's clearly been raining. I think it's girls in in bikinis, boys doing the twist. Yeah. And someone says, is it raining? And she goes, no, it's National Baptism Day. Tie your tubes, idiot. (laughs) I just, it will never not be funny. I don't know if I have a favorite Paris line that I can like pick up right off the top of my head. It's probably in season six. I'm okay. You're okay. Oh, I mean. When she says, well, well, well. When she feeds it to Logan Huntsberger. And like, I love Logan, but like, okay, Paris. The only person that would miss you is your (laughs) first Yeah. She's such a savage. Because that's probably true. Okay, and that's that coming from the CEO. Turn. I know. I would miss you, Logan. That's true. But in terms of Kirk and Michelle, I feel like there's so much to be said about the both of them. Oh I know God. that we have episode coming up in the works for Kirk, specifically yeah. like a character breakdown. Um, but a hot take about Michelle, I don't know. I feel like these three characters are all so different that like I'm trying to think of if anything if I have like a spicy Michelle take. Well... I guess I have a question about Michelle, less like a spicy hot take. Do you think that he was a better friend to Lorelai than Suki was? Like, do you, would you consider Michelle one of Lorelai's best friends? He's definitely one of her best friends. Better friend? No. Mm. <laughs> Not at but all. He definitely sticks around in the revival. He does. He He's in it for the long haul. I mean, sometimes your friends' lives change, so like you grow apart totally. in different ways. But series-wise, no. Yeah. Crown goes to Suki. Yeah. She wears the crown and she wears a proud. <laughs> <laughs> Suki was a very good friend to Lorelai. Yeah. And yeah, we'll we have, have to have we'll a, have to a Suki down. episode. We have to have a Michelle episode. I love the There's relationship so between Michelle and Suki. I mean, Michelle has so many one-liners that I could recite. Yoo-hoo, hee-haw man. Yoo-hoo, hee-haw man Hands is down at my the fave. top of that list. Yeah. So we'll definitely have to break him down at some point. And like you said, we have an episode maybe coming out about Maybe build him up. <laughs> yeah, maybe build him up. Let's break him down. Because I think he's very similar to Taylor Dozy in that, like, 
some people love him, some people hate him. Did Michelle get bullied, do you think? I don't know. Oh, sad. Oh, we always no. end up crying about them, don't we? We really do. I, I was in my feels on Tuesday, so. Yeah. Oh, you were. I was there. Yeah, because on Tuesday's episode, we talked about Taylor and how he's kind of an antagonist. And Michelle can yeah. be a little antagonistic as well. Totally. But definitely, I think, a little bit more likable than Taylor. I don't know. Anyway, we'll definitely break those characters down, you know, in less of a hot take, more of a slow take. Kind of, kind of way yeah. at some point. But Jen, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I loved it, and thank you so much for listening and for your encouragement and your support. It means the world. Our next caller is actually an interior designer, which I thought was really interesting because she had some questions about the interior design of Gilmore Girls. So let's hear from our bestie, Dorothy. Hi, besties. My name is Dorothy, and I just started listening to your podcast like less than a month ago, and I have just been like binge listening to every episode, and I love it so much. So thank you for providing us with this wonderful content. Um, I am an interior designer, so my question is design-related, I guess. Um, We see uh, a lot of the insides of people's houses um, on the show, so I was wondering what uh, house is your favorite? Exterior and interior. That's kind of more fun, I guess, to rank. And also, what are your thoughts on Lorelai's house remodel? I know you guys have talked about how, like, maybe it doesn't make much sense um, from, like, a an aspect of where is all this room coming from, but I still want to hear more of your thoughts. Okay. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Okay, I love this question. I mean, I would say I love Lorelai's house. Yeah, I mean, hands I love down it. exterior at least is Lorelai's yeah. house. Yeah. Every time I see that, I'm like, this is home. Like it's like I know. when you see it for the first time in the revival and it's all dressed up for Christmas, oh, I'm like I'm gonna cry. It's a little too much for me. Like I know I love. I know. Um, interior, I think I would have to go with Lorelai as well. Me too. I was thinking Suki's because Suki does have like a nice cozy. I like Suki's kitchen. If we can like yes. pick out different parts of the house. Yeah. I like her kitchen the best. But I, I do like Lorelai's remodeled kitchen in the revival. Oh, I was literally about to say I don't like it. Really? Why? Because it feels like a set. Yeah, that's fair. Versus like her house, like her kitchen felt like her kitchen and now it it felt very homey. Yeah. Like a sitcom set. Yeah. Not no. I could see that. You know, I just like her fridge. I love a good Uh, retro fridge. It's the fridge. It's really the fridge that gets me. Yeah. Like I love it. I love that her appliances feel very retro. Like that is just my style. It's like retro. Surprisingly a lot more expensive than a regular fridge though. Hilariously. Yes. (laughs) Trust me. I've looked into it. A smeg fridge. You bet your bottom it. dollar I've Googled a Smeg fridge. Yeah. I want it in pink. Have you seen the one, the, the Veuve Clicquot one? No. It's like the color of, it's like orangey yellow. <gasps> I really love it. Oh, that's gorgeous. That sounds gorgeous. Yeah. I've seen a baby blue one. Oh, oh I know. I know. We could go on and on. And yet here I am sitting in front of this giant white box. <laughs> That you have to turn off. Does everyone know that Tara turns off her fridge before every episode <laughs> I so that it doesn't to. hum in the background? Well, sometimes in the middle of an episode, actually at the end of Tuesday's episode, I put in that I forgot to turn off my fridge, if you remember. I forgot oh, to turn yeah. off my fridge and then I asked my girl over here to turn off the fridge for me and she said she didn't understand. 
She didn't. Terry used to forget sometimes. Yes, because I have to unplug my fridge because it makes a little, you know, a little, a little hum noise. And yeah, it's she used to forget. Look, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I'd like to take a moment to issue a public apology to my fridge. It does a great job. It does a great job. Is it going to hear this? <laughs> it's right in front of me. <laughs> but with in terms of the interior, I don't like Lorelai's remodel. Okay. I like... Lorelai's exterior I like the interior of her home I like it like post arch changing because like we realize like about the third Lorelai is when yeah. she gets that arch in the doorway the archway of yeah. the foyer it opens the house up so much yeah. more I really like the Gilmore's second home like at the start of season two yeah I just don't really love what they did with the remodel in season in the six and seven. Oh, and in, in the revival yeah I understand. It seems like it makes sense that like she would have like the bathroom and, you know, attached to her room. But is it like, is that where the closet was? Like, I don't know. Did, I think so. Yeah. Does Tom like reroute the piping so that there can be a bathroom in there? Like, is that where the old bathroom was? It doesn't really make a lot of sense logistically. Right. And like now she has bigger windows because TJ busted the hole in the wall. But I oh just. Oh my God. That. So funny. It's so hard to tell because, like, everybody always calls into question the layout of well, because there's the houses. for a period of time there's a bathroom downstairs, but it becomes oh, the whole closet. Closet, and yeah. then there's that wall until the third Lorelai, but then it comes back in Emily in Wonderland, and then it's there. And the door outside actually leads to the, the like the back door leads out the side door I know. where that should be. I will say though, what I love about Lorelai's house is that they have that side door. It's so, like, it's just so, it makes things feel so cozy. I don't know. I love it. Like, whenever Babette, like, enters through it, or I guess it's Suki and Content Interruptus, but I think yeah. it goes away at some point. Does it? I don't know. We're going to have to keep track of that. Yeah. It hasn't left yet as of where we're at now in Patreon. I know, but I know. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that we lose, like, and I guess it makes sense because Lorelai, she now has a man <laughs> Luke Ugh. puts up horrible furniture in the I bedroom. I know. I know. But yeah, I I think I liked her original like season two house. Oh my god! I think everyone's houses in season two are my favorite. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I'd say that like exterior, interior wise. I mean, I know we spend a lot of time there, but like that's my fave. That takes that's the cake a, for that me. Blue house. Like, oh, oh, so gorgeous. Good. That's like, I know there's like tours you can go and see Lorelai's oh, house. Oh, I know. And it's changed like a bit because I, they obviously use it like as a set for other shows. Yeah. That it just feels like, it feels different. It doesn't I know. feel the same. I don't know that I'd ever want to go on one of those tours. I wouldn't want the illusion to be squashed oh, for I would, me. I would love for the illusion to be shattered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go. All yeah. right. Maybe we'll go. Maybe we'll go one day. Oh, that'd be but fun. anyway, fantastic question, Dorothy. I know. I want to know Dorothy's thoughts. I know. I kind of As want an to know what designer. she thinks as an interior designer and if she's like kind of pictured a floor plan in her mind. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of people have called that into question. Like yeah. what is the floor plan of some of what these homes? What is going on at this home? Yeah. Specifically Lorelai's home and also kind of the like map of Stars Hollow. Where is everything? Where is anything? Where are yeah. they located? No. But Dorothy, if you want to call back in and give us your like interior design opinion on the interior exterior of any of these places, please do. Please I would love do. to hear your would perspective. Love. Oh, can't wait. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tecovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you. But I also know (laughs) you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up or when I'm sitting at my dress recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tecovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tecovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tecovis has said that they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tecovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G-I-L-M-O-R-E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. Haley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love a fun beverage. Oh, we do. Both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time, especially when that drink is a recess mood, which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens. So you can relax without the alcohol. I drink mine every night while reading, of course. Tara, tell everyone how you enjoy yours. Honestly, I usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> it's my favorite way to enjoy a recess. And all of our besties can get 15% off the Recess Mood Sampler Pack at takearecess.com slash GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. So our last caller just listened to our fictional boyfriend draft episode, which I loved doing. And she had kind of a follow-up question to the fictional boyfriend draft. Hey, I just listened to the fictional boyfriend draft episode, which was so much fun. But one of the things that I thought that you guys were going to have to do was draft all these men and then pick out the traits that would make the perfect boyfriend So, like, Tom's dry humor and Jess's reading habits and Logan's, like, one-liners and that you would have these 10 men and, like, pick out what of them you would put together to make the perfect boyfriend. So, if you were ever interested in doing that, I would love to listen to it. Thanks. 
Tara, I'm cackling (laughs) because immediately I know that this is someone that like is a real bestie because she listed Tom first (laughs) and then Jess and then Logan. Like she knows who the men of this pod are. She's a real one. One thousand percent. Okay. I love this. This is like build a boyfriend, build a bear, but build a boyfriend. So I think we should do it. I think that if we were to do it with Rory's men and Lorelai's men or to just kind of let it be like a free for all, that would take a whole episode. So let's just do too many traits. Oh my God. So many traits, but let's do Rory's boyfriends. Yeah. Let's do Rory's boyfriends. I guess we can like, doesn't just have to classify from like her boyfriends. I guess it's just like the men in her life. Like we have Dean, we have Tristan, we have Jess, Logan. I guess we can do Marty and Paul. We always throw Marty, Paul. Yeah. Anybody else? No. That's no. it. That yeah. one guy who um, turns her down, but... And the one guy she went on the awkward date with, the date she talks with. about the urine mints. Yeah, that was, we don't have that to was talk as about much him. his him. fault as it was Rory's fault. <laughs> <laughs> we blame them both. Okay, yeah. so for me, like, Jess Mariano existing as just a, as just a person, as a man, <laughs> is just, like, perfect for me. But I Please. could also get down with I could also get down with Logan. Like yeah. Logan. But what is like the, what is the trait? I just mean like like if we were starting with the looks. <laughs> oh, you wanna you wanna have an outline. <laughs> yeah, I would like to have an outline. <laughs> All right. So we this got feels the like outline. a game of operation and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, for drawing this, it's the outline okay. of Jess Mariano. Is, yeah. is that the trait that you pick from him? Or is, I, do, we, oh God, do you want to pick that's a trait as well is like, to load into this boyfriend? What do you think? <laughs> for picking an outline, I'm obviously going to pick the outline of Logan. But if you can't take anything else from him. I feel like you can preload one. Okay, you can preload trait. one. Yeah, because it, you can have one from each of the other ones. Okay. So you're going to preload Logan, and yeah. which quality are you going to keep? Of. Hmm. I feel like he's always really supportive in her academic achievements. Yeah. Like, I just have, like, in mind when he gets so excited after she lets him know that she's now the editor of the Yale Daily News and, like, mm. helping her so much when they were trying to save the Yale Daily News. Yeah. I think I really like that about him. Okay. Go pick that. Like, you're supportive of your endeavors. Love. Love that. I'm going to have the outline of Jess. Of course. And keep... Entire personality. (laughs) (laughs) Not no. There are some things I would change. But like... For sure. Moreover, his perseverance. Like, I just love how dedicated to his craft he ends up becoming. And subsequently, that like encapsulates creativity. Like writing a book. You know? Mm. Like... Yeah. How intelligently he like navigates and perseveres through hardship yeah I think is a quality about him I would want to keep yeah I think that's a good one takes a second but he gets there yeah yeah exactly so I think I would take that but from Logan I would take his charm like the ease the ease that, of being with the him. ease of being with him yeah. is very very attractive nice. to me yeah you know yeah because I think that like what I'm actually taking from dress is something that Logan has as well admittedly mm. is like the kind of conversation you carry with them like he is very well read and I think that that comes with that that comes from Logan and from Jess because they are both they have very similar qualities to them yeah you know we could we could compare them till the cows come home and we have we truly have conversationalists I feel like Jess is like I feel like they're both pretty like in their own way very 
witty conversationalist oh, sure. that comes from like a place of like being well read and like yeah. being able to carry on yeah. that sort of conversation. Mm. But I think that having the like supportiveness from Logan in like with that quality of Jess loaded into this boyfriend, I okay. think that would be. I love that. Funny. I like I love that. that. Dean. Gosh, I've got to take something from Deanie Babies, don't I? Mm. I guess I would say the willingness to like, I'm going to stick with you through thick and thin Yeah. when it comes to Rory, because obviously he didn't do that with Lindsay. So maybe I need to reevaluate. He's yeah. a hard worker. I will take a hard Dean's worker. quality of being a hard, dedicated worker and load that into my boyfriend. I think with Dean, I will take his um, understanding of my important relationships and making a point to have a good relationship with that person as well Ooh, that's a good one that's a good one I do I do like because I think that's something that Jess was missing and like yes Logan understood it too but he like had a barrier to success and that Lorelai already didn't like him yeah um and he did try like he was the one that like ended up going to Lorelai and like being like this is my last ditch effort but I think yeah. that Dean directly did it the best yeah for sure I'm going to take Marty's like like that friendship foundation that you need in a relationship that I think is super yeah. important. I am going to take that and load that into my boyfriend cuz I think that like that that time when they're watching duck soup and they have like yeah. the movie night and stuff I think is really All sweet. I can think of was when he says I don't really want to watch duck soup right now, Rory. I really like duck soup. <laughs> oh, oh, sad. Uh, yeah. I think um from Marty it's in that same vein of like someone who has like my same strange interests not that it's Mm. like weird to watch duck soup but it's like not it's not very run-of-the-mill to do so so I think something that we can like bond over like that that like is maybe just like between the two of us because it seems very much like they have like a very like movie club for two Mm -hmm. that I think that that part of in like the same thing of like their friendship that they're able to build from that is the one from from Marty yeah well Tristan I was about to say I think from Tristan I would take the banter yeah he's he's, a good banterer and so is Jess and so is Logan but if I'm taking other qualities from them I'll take the banter from Tristan that's a good one um this one's hard because because we Tristan only is, knew him as a kid yeah and Tristan is a very like pull your pigtails sort yeah. of guy uh I don't know because I feel like he he ended too soon I kind of want to like just pick the moment when they're at like in the breakup part two when they're at the party at Madeline's house is it yeah and he's having that like vulnerable moment with her Mm -hmm. can I just take that like one scene and whatever was going on with him there and bring that like emotional honesty Mm. (laughs) just like that that little bit of him yeah that one where he found it in him to have that sort of like I said emotional honesty and load that in drop it in drop it in okay I'll take that I think I'll do that from Paul I will take um (laughs) gosh I don't really remember much about you Paul no from Paul I will take in the same way that you were talking about Dean, like showing up and remembering little things about the people I that to I say love the same thing. and that love me. Yeah. Like he brought that hammer for Luke and like brought flowers. Like he's a very thoughtful person. I would take that thoughtfulness. 
Yeah, you know, I realized as we're talking about this, we could also build a villain boyfriend and like all of like, I feel like we'll have to do a different version of this where we make like the worst boyfriend possible by pulling out of their little traits. We could definitely Instantly for Paul, it's just that he just like won't get, he won't leave. He He needed to leave. Yeah. I honestly feel like that's maybe from all of them. They needed to know when it was time to go. Truly. Yeah, I think I'll say the same because I instantly thought of Paul bringing, was it a wrench? Like a antique wrench or whatever to um, oh was it a wrench not a not a hammer I can't remember oh is it a hammer did you just say that Sorry. I did it was a tool it could have been a wrench it oh. could have been a wrench you know what I would I would buy that I don't remember I don't remember <laughs> but either way he brought like this antique tool from like his uncle's some something or other and yeah. it was just very thoughtful yeah. It's that is it's thoughtful despite the fact that everyone had no thoughts about you. Truly. What a nice uh, what a nice guy to just overlook yeah. the fact that no one wants you around. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> okay, so let me go over this one more time. So from Jess I'm taking the outline and I think like I said before I love like his creativity and his perseverance, but I also kind of took some perseverance from Dean. So maybe with Jess it's really the creativity and the encouragement yeah. for creativity in my life cuz he does that with Rory. And then Mm -hmm. Logan's charm, Dean's like perseverance, stand by your woman, Marty's like friendship, let's watch a movie and like isn't afraid to like go full out for a movie night, friendship and Paul's gift giving and thoughtfulness. And Tristan's banter. And Tristan's banter. Yes. Okay. Tristan for me was the emotional vulnerability clip. In one scene. (laughs) Um, Paul was the same thing of like remembering facts about the people around you and not just you. Did he remember any facts about Rory? To I be, have no idea. To be seen. Yeah. <laughs> no one remembered anything about him. Truly. Um, Dean was uh, like growing a relationship and respecting a relationship with the people important to you. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? Everyone else. Logan um, and Jess. Marty was like the same thing of like unique interests and mm-hmm. us having like a friendship bond over that. Um, Jess was uh, the conversation, mm-hmm. which like, in turn is like having like the same sort of like you know reading yeah being able to carry that conversation and logan is the supportive mm. which i know a lot of people disagree with i like knew the moment that i said that but i was like i feel like he is of no her boyfriend. i think he's in i think he's is, supportive he's supportive um in the shape of logan love yeah those are pretty good boyfriends i'd say i think so that we could so easily build a terrible boyfriend oh my god and honestly we should we can do another another episode we definitely have to do that oh but that was so fun what a great question to our anonymous bestie thank you i could totally see how that's where that was going because like i guess with like a fantasy boyfriend draft you do have to like imply that it's your boyfriend date them in some way so i really like that approach Yeah, yeah you're building a team so like that can also be implied that you're like building a partnership and that you have a specific something in mind, you know, for yeah. the partnership you want to be in. Which so I, I totally understand. But what a fun. We'll revisit that again in the future. Oh, 1000 percent. I have some ideas. I know. I love it. I can't wait. Well, thank you so much to all of our besties who called in again. We're like really hoping that we're going to have some unpopular opinions. Maybe we'll put a question box in and we'll have to read unpopular opinions because Ooh. I feel like it's a lot easier to like type it in than it is to call in. Maybe in the next yeah. few weeks we'll put in uh, some spicy takes. I love it. Until next time. Until next time. 
you have more for us to consider, unpopular opinions, spicy takes, things you think we're forgetting, or you just want to say hi, give our voicemail a call at 860-578-4653. That's 860-578-4653. kid from the Puffs commercial has entered the chat.